UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty germs, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Loki, Dogman, howling in the street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Intro, and I'll hit, uh, Skeptic Podcast. I have another fascinating guest with me today. I have with me uh, Bobby Richardson, born in New Zealand. She lives in Australia. She's an experiencer of all kinds, an intuitive counselor, author, illustrator, artist, songwriter, motivational speaker, seer, channeler, empath, visionary, and proud mom. Um, she says most of her wisdom that was, was given to her by spirit through dreams, visions, seeing through the eyes into other frequencies and real visitations. She has been, she has seen many different beings given her information since she was a child until 50 years old. Many were guides showing her the path to higher frequencies that lay dormant within. Some were who had passed over. Others were those showing me the power to, def she denied herself. She's not sure the gift that actually will come back fully as since 50 has only briefly seen a couple of things, but during that time woken up weekly and sometimes nightly being taught her many things. We've taken her to different dimensions on earth, places that humanity can tap into once they find balance within and take their own authentic power back. They showed her humanity's potential by introducing her to others who can confirm these potentials by teaching her to clear her mind for at least a moment and manifest what she asked for. And there's a lot more to her bio. Um, I can't fit it all in, but we're going to, we're going to try to talk about it all. Um, so with all, with all that said, I want to give her a warm, big warm welcome to the show. Bobby, thank you for joining me. How are you? Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Robert. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah. And share this, share my story and, and hopefully help others understand a bit more about what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And um, you, you kind of laid everything out in your bio. You gave me like a timeline of like how things started happening, like including an amazing trip to Uluru that you got to take. Now, I'm not from that area, so I wasn't familiar with Uluru, but I, I did interview Stephen and Evan Strong. I'm not, I'm not sure if you're familiar with them. And they told me about Uluru, and then I learned about it. And I was like, wow, that's an amazing place. It's like a spiritual place, right? Yes. It's like a mountain in the um, middle of Australia, just like a big hump. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Aboriginals or Aboriginal, the original people of Australia uh, really feel that's a sacred place. And it is because, well, um, I actually, because I come from New Zealand, I didn't know much about Ellaroo myself, but I had had this dream and this pull that I was going to go somewhere um, and I didn't know where. I actually thought I was going to go meet the Cherokee elder that had found me years previously who had talked to me telepathically um, just by holding my hand. I, that's another story. I can go into so many stories at Branch Off. Um, and I thought I was going yes. to meet her, but instead I ended up having this dream of going to Ellaroo and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. The very next morning after I had this dream of being on a bus with a lot of people going to Ellaroo, um, I had an email from David Icke. I don't know if you know Di David Icke. Um, I, don't, yeah, I don't know him personally, but I know who he is, definitely yeah. for sure. 
famous, I think he's a soccer player from, and he, he really was into uh, a lot of different stuff, including he's really a matrix masher. Um, that's how I see him. Anyway, he asked for you people know, to come with him to on this bus to LaRue the very next morning after I woke up from the stream. And this is how it happens with me. Um, so obviously I didn't even know if I could make it because I had two girls, two young girls that were, you know, I didn't know who would look after them. But uh, I put my name down. And then the very next day my uh, ex-husband said that he would take the girls on those days. I never asked him. Um, it just all sort of happened in a line. And then I ended up um, going to Illaru with um, David Icke. I was the first one pulled out of a hat, apparently. So I was meant to be there for purpose. And it was some more, more purpose than just being on a, you know, going on a road trip with some people. So there were some very bizarre things that happened on that trip. Um, and acknowledgement of um, a new beginning for all of us so I was really um, just taken on this journey this ride and you know it just often happens with me but right at the very beginning if we want to go back to the beginning I'm a seer and a seer is somebody who, I just want to explain this a seer is somebody who can see into different frequencies into different dimensions my mum had exactly the same gift but um she just shut it down because she didn't like it. It frightened her. She didn't, she thought, well, it won't be accepted in this big world that we're in now. But I, my curiosity took me further. And uh, and it was only when I started to take the reins to that gift and saying that, you know, I'm going to take control of this. I'm not going to let it control me, that I ended up getting this message say, asking me to ask the right question, ask the questions, ask any question really, ask a question of something that I want to know about. So that was me taking the reins. And in the end, because I'd had this profound experience with an elder over in America that held my hand and talked to me telepathically, I went, I want to know the potential of humanity because obviously we're not there yet. And... Um, that's where I went on this long journey. Um, previously before that, um, I had asked of the history, history of human, humanity, and um, they had given me that over the span of 10 years. So I had these uh, interactions with different species um, because I could see into different frequencies and I'd had contact with yeah, ETs and stuff. Sounds really bizarre, I know, but my life has been teetering on the edge of this reality and, and trying to ground the reality that I see into other dimensions. Um, and, yeah, I'm just a normal mum, but I just have these gifts that have cut, have been, I've been born into. <laughs> That's fascinating. Um, how did you initiate contact with this elder from Ohio, this Cherokee elder? That sounds mm -hmm. fascinating. Hmm. So I was getting a lot of visions of waking up and seeing a lot of things. I saw my daughter before she was born standing beside me. I've seen into all sorts of different um, realities. And I just it got to the point where I was being woken up like two or three times a day, a night, sorry. Um, and then I just went, I need someone to help me on this plant, uh, you know, here that I can actually converse with because this is, too much and uh they told me that i didn't need to find anyone but i said i'm changing the rules <laughs> i want to find someone of high integrity so it was a really bizarre another one of those bizarre synchronicities where i ended up meeting up with somebody on the other side of brisbane they ended up being my friend for just a short amount of time they were already doing a remote viewing um uh, exercise with this elder and sh and she said I think you're supposed to meet her the elder was coming over uh, to Byron Bay and so I packed up my six month year old uh, six month uh, child baby and we ended up in um, Byron Bay and the elder came into the room it was only me and another person there and she walked up to me and said you know uh, this this baby's going to be a profound leader. And I'm like, who are you? I didn't even know that that was the speaker. 
she ended up um, pulling me out of a crowd and saying that she was going to work with me. So she was sent by her elders to find specific people. She called Buffalo Hearts, which, which were souls that come straight from Pleiades or straight from that, that place. Um, and so she said that I was one of them. But I have sent, I have found out since that I am, well, we are all equal in, in uh, this, this theme of everybody is um, profoundly equal in, this, in the respect of the soul. Uh, so it's just our soul's journey and what we've gone through and what, what we bring into this planet and how we move through life from the soul's perspective uh, as well as our life here now as to how we um, are perceiving ourselves. So I see myself now as an equal with her. There's no elder, there's no nothing. There's, we're just equal. Um, yeah, and we're here for on our own journeys uh, with our own missions. Uh, every single person is, and it doesn't matter if your mission is to help the many or your mission is to uh guide your own um, reality into something new. So, yeah, see here as an equal. Yeah, we, we hear a lot about the Pleiades. Like, you know, there's a lot of contactees now talking about the Pleiadians. I mean, th this this elder, when she spoke about the Pleiades and, and just from your wisdom and your channeled messages and, all, like, their, your ability to see, like, what do you think our relationship is with the Pleiades? Well, what I was told and shown is that um, many years ago, it's a, very, it's a bit of a story. <laughs> I don't know how far to go into it. Um, many, many years ago, uh, the Palladians were around through the Atlantis Lemuria time, and they were helping us with the, uh, the right hemisphere and us understanding all about our feminine side, our connection to our soul, our ability to uh, connect to Gaia or Mother Earth, uh, to the plants, to everything, to the animals. They were here to show us uh, uh, this fabulous reality that has been created with, with Earth. Um, and they, they were part of our guides, but they were actually brought in as I, I, like perceived cousins um, by the Lyrans. The Lyrans were the ones that were the creators who changed our DNA. There's a whole heap of different times when our DNA was changed. Um, Wait, you, when you say the Lyrans, do you mean the Anunnaki? Is that no. or is no? The Anunnaki is came in um, when humanity needed to drop the drop the um, the right hemisphere and then move into the left hemisphere. So we've had this journey that we've, I was showing that we've had this journey that we've gone through learning all about the right hemisphere, the feminine side, um, and then we had to learn all about the grounding of everything on this planet and working with the planet as, as a... Um, you know, separated uh, place that we could um, manifest things just by, like, not just by bringing them in as in light, but to actually physically do the work. So we had to learn all about the grounding of everything. Um, and that was when the Anunnaki came in. Uh, so they had to, because we were severed, we were, it's actually humanity ended up creating a bit of chaos because they needed to learn about that side of themselves and uh, through that story of chaos we ended up having to be shut down from our soul uh, to the lot you never really shut down from your soul but to the point of forgetfulness um, and through that we could then really focus in on our logical brain and that took over. So when that takes over and we don't have the connection to our soul anymore, which is um, an understanding of us in a higher level, then we needed to learn all about uh, grounding. And so we had to go on this journey of um, with uh, the Anunnaki who then taught us how to do reading, writing, arithmetic, agriculture, that sort of thing, uh, because it was all in separ a separated veil. Uh, in other words, we saw everything outside of us as separated from us, 
where if you're connected to the soul, you see everything is connected to you. Um, and so we've gone on this massive journey, but we're full circle now. We're coming back into source energy, which is returning us home um, to at the value of ourselves, both sides of ourselves. And when we start to understand that, we're going to come into balance. And that's why everything outside of us looks like it's crumbling. Everything that is created as a perceived notion of being separated from us is starting to look like it's crumbling because we need to come back to a centre of ourselves where we find balance. I hope I'm making sense here. <laughs> a little bit. I'm a little bit confused, but, like, I, I think what I'll probably start to understand. Like, I, it does make sense. Yeah, you're making sense. Like, it, it's it's a, so I'm trying to figure out, like, our different points of ET contact, but, like, I wanted to go off on a little bit different tangent, somewhat or somewhere along the same lines. I wanted to ask you about if you knew the story of the Gossamer glyphs, which is in Australia. Supposedly, there's like Pleiadian writing on one side and Egyptian writing on the other side, and that's kind of where. Do you know about that? I've only heard about it, and I do want to go there one day. I haven't been there. That's one place I haven't been. Um, so I would re prefer to go there because I can feel into the actual place just like I did when I went to Uluru. Um, but I do feel that the Anunnaki and that they actually came around to every single country that had human humans uh, that were populated on that country and they, they taught them in, the, in different ways, different languages, different everything uh, so because, because our, our universal language before that was telepathy. That is the universal language, and that is a knowing of our connection through the soul that we can connect with everything. So um, they had to go around and then, like, teach everyone this new language, and so they started off with the hieroglyphs and all that sort of stuff. So there's this meetup with um, also Palladians who came in as well because Palladians were already here um, and so there, there's this kind of crossover that happened between them all um, and then they ended up helping us under, like move into this new way of thinking where we, you know, if we're connected to the soul, we're our own leader, we're our own guides, we're our own knowing of who we are. If we're not connected to the soul, then we start looking outside ourselves for someone to guide and lead us. And so these uh, beings came in to be that, uh, exactly the same as what we've put ourselves into. We, we feel almost victimised and that we need somebody of higher power to be looking outside of us to help guide us. But in truth, we're all source energy going on a journey through this body. And so because of that, we, we are the ones that need to take that power back and then we will be dictating our own realities like uh, any sort of species on this planet doesn't have a government of the whole species you know we have just species going on you know like a frog will know what a frog has to do and a cat knows what a catnip has to do same sort of thing um but humanity has been pushed uh, in such an unbalanced way into looking outside themselves for this guidance because they feel they aren't worthy enough because they were meddling way, way back and trying to, to find some sort of solution to figure out what the logical brain was all about and they meddled so much that they, I think they caused an explosion. There was something that they actually caused, some sort of disruption that ended up disrupting different layers of reality. And so we were, we were closed up from those different realities through the disconnection of the soul. And now we're all learning to come back into the connection of the souls. These, these different beings like the Anunnaki and the Palladians, they all had a part to part play in the actual journey of our creation, of our understanding who we are. And so no one is good or bad, um, even though the ones that are, are trying to hang on to their reality tooth and nail, you know, because they've been in, in charge of so much and felt like they were godlike and felt like they... They deserve to stay in power. They they will fall just harder than anyone else in the end because they they won't be able to cope with these new energies coming in, which is all to do with balance. And they are just as much source energy going on a journey as we are. That's it's, fascinating. What are your thoughts on the reptilians? 
that's who I was just talking about then. <laughs> so, so they they um they took over the Anunnaki didn't want to go that deep into um controlling humanity's consciousness. So they took kind of took over. I mean, the story goes in, in a certain way, and we can connect to, you know, oh, they, you know. You can connect to all sorts of different stories. It depends what perspective you're coming at. Because I'm I'm coming at a perspective of source energy and the development of the humans' evolution of our of our understanding who we are. And from that perspective, it's just a the the reptilians were more to do with uh, taking us even deeper into separation, um, into into denial of our power. Um, of who we are at the core of ourselves and then we end up going on this journey where they are reflecting the worst scenarios that we could ever ever imagine um, of our own denial of our power you know how does somebody get in a position where they are you know mutilated or whatever it is you know some sort of horrible thing that happens to them um, but that's because they gave their power away to that energy from a soul's perspective through fear of themselves and that's the program being pulled over humanity's, um, the illusion of humanity's eyes, um, realising that we are more powerful enough to be able to use our imagination in an appropriate manner to create or carve a new path where it's instead they've taken our imagination hostage which is part of that right hemisphere, that feminine side. They take it hostage and then they program us through all of the hoo-ha on the TVs and everything um, and then we end up feeling like that's the only path and then we collectively uh, make that path a truth uh, because we are creators and so <laughs> we're actually creating what they want rather than, um, and the fear game, getting ourselves deeper and deeper into it by focusing in on that and trying to fight it off rather than going, you know what, enough of that. That's not who I am. I'm more powerful than that. I can use my imagination to carve a new path that makes me empowered, that helps humanity come into a, a way better reality that's just conducive, you know, utopia on earth. Um, there's, that's why they say there's a split of two different things where you could choose to go more into, you know, losing yourself or more into reconnecting to your soul and understanding who you truly are. Yeah, that's that. fascinating. Now, um, when did your ET contact start? So my very first one that I can remember was when I was 11 years old. There was an incident in Kaikoura, and it was actually caught on camera where the, um, it's actually all over the YouTube, where a, uh, some sort of, what is it, um, TV pers uh, newsman or something jumped into a plane and then took a uh, video footage of an actual UFO. Um, of an orange ball that was outside the plane. Well, I'd already had contact with that before. Um, and it was just one night when I was lying in bed and I saw this orange UFO, just a big light outside my bedroom window. And then all of a sudden, I, I thought it was a traffic light because I didn't even have UFOs in my brain at that moment, you know, 11 years old. I'm just trying to fit in with everyone else. And then it just took off really fast and I'm like, holy crap, that's no light. That's, that's something, I don't know what that is. And I freaked out and I was lying in bed just like any other kid would and being, you know, just didn't want to move a muscle. I literally did not move one muscle for, it felt like an hour. And, and then that night, because I was sweating profusely because I just wouldn't move, um, my father walked into my room and he sat on my bed. He didn't say anything. He just took my hand and then he calmed me down by taking my hand and then he walked out. My father would never go in my room, never, ever had before, never had in the future, and I asked him about it later. He'd never been in my room. So it was not my father that went in my room. Um, it was another it was an, uh, you know, an alien or ET or whatever that is trying to calm me down. But I had this telepathic communication with them while this was happening, 
And at the time, I just thought, what the heck? Because they were saying, yay, we've found her. Good, we've found her. And I didn't understand at the time. I'm like, found me, who cares? You know, I'm nobody. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I really am a nobody. <laughs> and that's how I thought of myself. Um, but the, the contact kept happening throughout my whole life. Um, so that was my very first experience. Yeah. And what what would you say? I mean, like, do you do you do you feel like you have a relationship to one particular race or do you just feel like you might be a part of like some kind of galactic council like that and you might have incarnated here or to be a spiritual teacher or what do you does that make any yeah. sense or no? Yeah, I I I feel like um from my own point of view, I don't know anything about the galactic um things or anything i don't follow anything or anyone um so it's just i just feel like i've my souls come straight from another higher dimensional place and if that's pallades which i wouldn't be surprised because i do have a strong connection to that it would have been my previous life if you get all my previous souls incarnations straight from there and i've i feel like my my uh, reason for being here is to guide humanity into uh, their own potential, interconnection of of both both hemispheres of the of the uh, brain, and then opening up the pineal gland to a whole new perspective of reality, to explore something new. Um, so I'm bringing in, I suppose, that Palladian energy with me. But I know that also I've been in higher counselling than that, and I can and I have had a, uh, a moment in time where I actually went back to source energy and understood that source energy was me as every it was everything it was everything that we are and it was me at the same time. So we are all that, and everyone is. It was it was a really interesting um, journey that I took that day. So, yeah, I sort of feel like I'm lucky I can connect to different perspectives of life. So I can go straight to source energy. I can come from the perspective of uh, Palladians. I've had connection. I've even had the Anunnaki ended up in my room. <laughs> that was a really interesting story too. Um, can you tell us about it? Uh, that I'd love to hear that. That, that sounds interesting. Yes, yeah, so they were... They were um, part of the, when I asked the question, what's the true history of humanity? They were part of that story. So that took over 10 years. And it's like each race came in and gave me their perspective of their story because everyone has their own perspective of what humanity's history is. It's not just one perspective. And then you can get all the pieces together and have a better, fuller understanding of who we are. Um in our journey but when the Anunnaki came uh, I had first of all a massive amount of synchronicities happening before and it kept coming up with 444 everywhere like I would just go on an hour's journey and I'd have 444 everywhere and I'm like mm, something's coming something's brewing that's not that's not normal it's too many you know uh, back of a car at a 444 and a big big billboard five minutes later 444 and it, you know we're just like phone phone number 444 straight after one after the other like really quickly um so I knew something was happening that night um I woke up and I saw another orange UFO outside my window very close in the tree but it was like a light that had formed a UFO saucer shape but it was just light um, and that was just hovering in this tree outside my window. Now, because I see into different dimensions, I'm thinking, okay, it's another vision, right? Um, but then I woke up in the morning and this lady had said, did anyone else in my hometown see that orange UFO last night? So I knew it wasn't just me. This was an actual, you know, uh, visitation. And the very following night, um, I woke up and saw four very powerful beings. Now, before I go into that, I just remembered I have to take you back about 10 years previously when I was asking the question of true history of humanity. 
I had been woken up to my whole window. This was a vision, my whole window imploding. And when I say vision, this is real to me. This isn't something that's not real. <laughs> so my whole window imploded in with a big almighty smash and these four angelic, um, and I'm not religious at all, right? Um, angelic beings on horseback was galloping around and they were like a very faded white light in my room. And I said, um, they're coming soon, not just yet. I've been waiting for this one. So I feel like because there was four of them, there was something to do with and I've, I've heard since that the Anunnaki are fallen angels, that it has something to do in a bearing with that, um, that some big change was going to happen with humanity and that they were coming back. So this night when they ended up in my room, I'm lucky I had like a a really old house, so it had 10-foot ceilings. These guys are like at least nine foot. They were really, really tall, eight to nine feet. I don't know, but they were cloaked, and they didn't show much other than that. I saw their hair was black and like a wavy curl or something coming out long, um, and there was four of them just really powerful beings. And it's almost like they gave me a... Um, test of some kind because I had my light right next to me my lamp and I could have flicked that on and I know that to get myself out of these visions you know you turn on the light and it switches your brain into beta rather than being in that alpha state where you're a lucid dreaming waking dreaming where you can see into different dimensions and these were very powerful beings that didn't really want to be in presence you know with them at that moment because it was kind of frightening in a way obviously even though I'd seen so much um but they've given I think they gave me this test because I just forgot about my side lamp and it's like I had to go through them to get to my light on the other side of the wall my light switch so I actually sat up and braved it and I just said excuse me and I'm like moving them aside excuse me the cake's aside i got to flick this freaking light on because I want this over with <laughs> really quickly. Um, but then after that happened, so they did disappear after that light went on. But then after that happened, they kept coming into my subconscious and they were taking me to places. They were taking me to see, see the earth and the pulsating uh, of humanity leaving this planet uh, through death and then being born through this planet through light and it was really interesting um they they kept coming back but they also told me that they these ones these ones that visited me were coming to tell me that they understand now they're part of the story that they're not feeling bad about uh, the separation that humanity went through and they're part of it, that they're not taking any blame of it anymore because it was part of a bigger story and that humanity's evolution is going to become so much more under, aware of themselves through the story that they helped with. So I can tap into them as well sometimes because I have had that, that interaction with them. But... Um, I don't very often bring them up because there is such stories going around how bad they are. But, yes, they can be perceived as that. just depends on what perspective you're coming from. Yeah, because, I, again, I think we have all duality in this world. So I think, like, the aliens might be just as dualistic as our reality is and as humans are. Like, you know, there's good and bad in this world. There's good and bad humans. There's probably good and bad aliens, right? Or does that make yeah. any sense? And, yes. And any, in any case, good and bad is just the, the actual manifestation of our own imbalance of ourselves. Any case, uh, it's more to do with acceptance when we move into these higher dimensional spaces that, you know, we perceive something as bad or good because that's what someone outside of us told us. But even though we feel a bit different to that, you know, it's one person could be saying one thing and then another say exactly the same thing, but you can feel whether they're coming from um, sincerity or whether they're coming from their ego and trying to manipulate. They could be saying exactly the same thing. So good and bad is, you know, is, it is more to do with, 
acceptance of ourselves. We've been taught to see things as good and bad, but it's actually it just depends on what perspective you're coming from, um, whether you see it that way or not. And also, it's good and bad promotes fear. And um, so we've got something to be afraid of. Where in the higher frequencies, the only fear you will ever have would be of your own mind creating the illusion that you're you're not powerful at all um, and you're not magnificent at all, where we all are at the core of ourselves. And there's been many places that have have taken me to. um, There was a lady... Anna Moriarty or something, she actually had uh, five tumours, cancerous tumours in her body and she died. Um, And when she died, she left her body and she realised how magnificent she was. And and that she when she came back, she healed her body completely because she remembered that magnificence that she was. That's what we are. Um, And there's other stories that they're taking me to as well. So they lead me to these stories to have a better understanding that we aren't all of that. You know, it's fear that's created the good and bad, really. Now, one thing I wanted to get into was you wrote in your bio that in 2018, 2019, you were woken up by your guides with channeled messages to create a Code's new reality YouTube series to help guide others out of the matrix. Can you talk mm. about that? So I was I was uh, seeing a lot of visions and all of, all of a sudden they stopped when I was around 50 years old. And then I think there was a couple of years where they were prepping me to be a channeler, um, where they were conversing with me and I was like just getting used to the whole thing. And then so when I was about 52, all of a sudden it was like this profound message. I'll be waking up. They call it twilight. Just as you wake up where they can still connect with you and talk to you in that from their plight, from their um, dimension, and you can have an understanding of it and then wake up and set it in your long-term memory and then you can do something with it. So I was woken up with these, this message and I'm like, wow, that's too cool. I'm going to put that message in a video because I'm an artist uh, and I've, I'm all self-taught, no education whatsoever, but I've taught myself how to create these beautiful videos um, and artwork and everything. So I ended up creating uh, the messages and it took every two weeks I'd finish one video and then they'd wake me up with another message and then I'd create that next video. Now I can do them within hours, like three or four hours. They'll give me a message and I'm like, da 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 and, and there goes another video within a few hours. I'm that quick at it now. But at the beginning it took, you know, two weeks to get the videos together. So I did 26, I think, in the end of that series. But my latest series is Stepping Through the Portal into uh, Other Dimensions. So if you go on my YouTube, that's, that's one of my... I love that one because especially the Palladians because I can connect to them very strongly. They actually, within two weeks, got me to actually do the, all the artwork and everything. So they would guide me on what uh, what artwork to pull out and how to uh, shift it or change it and then, and then uh, what the story was about with their world. So we're going into a portal, into their world. Uh, and I did the... Um, a future earth i did a, a, quite a few the elementals because i'm connected to them through the palladians as well that's so, yeah. fascinating um but, but so let me ask you this do you believe we live in some kind of a matrix do you i mean like do you believe we i mean because i do do you believe we live in some kind of simulated reality to a certain degree um f- <laughs> Well, everything is simulated in a way just because source energy itself wanted to take a journey and to take that journey it had to create a separated illusion, you know, outside something outside that we could actually work with um, physically. So in that way you could see it as that, um, but it's actually... For me, it's actually just uh, source energy going on a journey, um, and that's what I was shown when I went when I took that trip. 
where, uh, you know, what simulation or reality, um, you know, what is reality then? If you think everything is simulation, what is reality then? So <laughs> I'll put the question. Yeah, I, I kind of, I say it like this. I, I say that we live in some kind of biological simulation because everything's real right? Like everything seems real at least, you know, like it, it but it's, but I, I truly believe that there's some kind of simulated background to this because, you know, we have things like deja vu, the Mandela effect that just are too weird that like make me think that there's something else going on with this reality, you know, like but there's something very mysterious about the world we live in that I can't really put my finger on as to what's going on well, here. It's because we're not connected to our soul and we're only com coming from a logical base that we're actually starting to... When you connect to your soul, you'll have a greater understanding of what this is truly about. So even deja vu, uh, I never, I had deja vu all the time. As soon as I started having premonition dreams, deja vu went out the window. So because I could, I could remember the dream, so I remember the dream when I walk into a room and I'm like, usually you go deja vu because you can't remember where you saw it or you felt it from. But when you remember where you felt it or saw it, then you, you it's no longer deja vu anymore. Um, so all of these really bizarre things that are happening is because we're trying to logify something that cannot be logified. The logical part of our brain cannot have an understanding of this of the right feminine soul part of ourselves. It is a grounder. It grounds our reality into into um, into this, so that we can have a separated adventure. Um, but it can't it can't have a full understanding because it's 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 separated from that part of ourselves. Um, how could I put this? But there is a way to work with logic and the soul together that will actually create harmony. And everything outside of us has created disharmony because within us we're we're in disharmony. We're fighting our own. We're fighting the the truth of our own soul and that's what we are if we if our soul left their body it it crumbles there is no you know the soul it's really interesting when you get down those rabbit holes right it is really <laughs> that's why i love having people like you on my show because i i can get so deep in these topics i could listen to you talk forever because you make a lot of sense you know yeah, it's it does depend on what what perspective you're coming from. But every single reality out there, even if you're going to go into ETs and other planets and all those beautiful places um, that are outside what our logic can handle, it's still they exist. They exist in a way that were, that the soul wanted to go on that journey through that avatar, through that be born, through that body in that planet to create that reality so that they could. Uh, gain some more perspective of themselves and what they can do as a creator. Um, and it doesn't matter if you are a butterfly or if you come in as a squirrel. You know, each each energy has its own um, logical self that holds it into the vibrational story of being a squirrel, but it also will always have a connection to the soul because it is that as well. It's so freaking interesting. Um, yeah, but the whole point of me being here <laughs> is to help guide humanity to realise that there's way, way more outside the logic and that when we start to let go of that monkey mind that keeps on tripping us up, See, logic can only grab from the past and project it to the future. It cannot create a new story. The only thing that can is your imagination, your right hemisphere. And in your imagination is held the uh, history of your soul. So your soul has gone on this crazy-ass journey through all different perspectives of lives. And so it's holding all this information of wisdom. When we start connecting to it, all of a sudden, we expand our reality into all of those different perspectives outside of the logical brain of what's grounded us here. 
But it's not to say that he is not valuable because we're here for reason so that we can learn how to build a house. We can learn how to, uh, you know, create a, a business and create everything outside of us. But when we come from a soul's perspective and we're in uh, collaboration with it, we have a better understanding of where this is all going and we're no longer giving our reality because logic is always seeking for higher counselling because it was connected to the soul. So it asked the soul for higher counselling. When the soul was disconnected, it had no one, nothing to connect to, so it started asking for higher counselling outside itself and that's when these people or these energies or these aliens or whatever said, we'll be your leader do what we say, we've got control over you. And then they ended up creating this illusion that we've been brought into that we are so little and so vulnerable and such a victim to our lives and we have to follow exactly what they say because that's what the majority goes with. Instead of going, hang on a sec, I'm going to shish my monkey mind and I'm going to start connecting back to my soul again. My soul has so much more wisdom than any of that that they've taught me. And all of a sudden we start up with these new gifts, telepathy, telekinesis, teleportation. They start to be able to become a reality because we see ourselves as more than, uh, we start to ground our imagination. We start, and it's only when our logic is deciding, yes, I will ground that imagination, that it becomes our reality. (laughs) I I, I agree, I like that. Um, now, do, now, do do you do um, what you would call channeled wisdom as well? Do, do and where do you think that comes from? Do you think that comes from these ET races, or like, I mean, like, do you channel different entities, or how does it work? So it depends what I want to connect into. Sometimes, though, when I'm channeling, I leave it open for us any anything to come in with with enough wisdom, you know, so long as it's uh, for the benefit of humanity or whoever I'm talking to. Um, And then they will come in, could be Palladian, could be straight from source energy. And it it could be from the elementals, could be from Gaia, from Mother Earth herself. Um, And also I could connect to, if I really wanted to, the Lyrans, the Anunnaki, because I've had in this grounded reality and my logical brain is holding this as well I've had interaction with them so that's what I feel I can connect to um and I usually leave that door open when I'm I'm uh channeling just so that I get the right information from the right perspective rather than just going straight to Pallades but when I was doing the the uh portal series and going to Pallades um, then I ended up just focusing in on them, and that's all. And man, that felt so good. <laughs> that was that was me living in bliss those two weeks. Because they're big. Is they're what like real high energy or high vibe? I guess would you say? Well, the ones that I was connecting to. Remember, Pleiades is lots of many, many, many different planets. It's many different suns, and um, so the ones that I'm connecting to. They they were the ones that I feel had a bearing on the Atlantis Lemuria age in helping guide humanity through that. Um, yeah, there's just I mean you look on planet Earth and the amount of perspectives that we have through all the insect life, the animal life, just that itself. There is a trillion, um, and here we are as humans saying that we have to follow one way of doing things because that's what they told us to do where (laughs) it's very limited uh reality and that's another reason why the soul doesn't live for very long in these bodies because it wants to leave uh or it gets tired and lethargic you it wants it wants to sleep so it can have a escape for a longer time um when we start to raise our vibration into higher perspective and include uh, being the observational point of different realities as well that we can tap into, meaning all the animals and plant life that we have at our fingertips that we can tap into, we know all of them that exist, then we expand our reality and we actually have a bigger playground to play in. Um, It becomes 
Beautiful. And then not to mention all the ET races that want to um, converse with us as well. So, yeah, it's just a way better story that we can lunge into. But we have to, This the, the thing is, this point in time with humanity, we are literally entering the vortex of what I call the Taurus. So the Taurus is like a donut shape. It's an energy that we of adventure that we all take as a soul or as a collective. And when we're in, we've already gone on that journey of coming out of the right hemisphere of Atlantis Lemuria, going into the Anunnaki and the reptilians with the logical side, and then we're coming into now everything's going to crumble. So we start to see through the, the illusion delusions that they were trying to overpower us so that we can come back to home. Um, and then home is love of self and acceptance of all the story as the journey. Um, then we're going to create because we're right in that point of changing and note there's not one person on this planet that's not going to be shifted through this. This will shift every soul that's on this planet going through the vortex of love itself, uh, coming back home and then creating a whole new path uh, with both hemispheres of our brain being acknowledged um, as we move through. So there's this big, huge shift happening at the moment with humanity. And that's the reason why I was born here now, so that I could help shift this and why I went on such a massive journey of them taking me to different places. They even took me to a potential potential earth i woke up in the potential of humanity's consciousness and no monkey mind still as so that's my compass i know where we're going we're going to that point of the monkey mind being out of here and living purely in the moment um and when we're doing that we are, we are trusting ourselves as as the power magnificence of who we know we are now to create carve a whole new path instead of what the past was I feel unworthy I feel belittled I'm not good enough everyone out there is better than me um, who's going to guide me I need someone else to help me you know I'm a guide to people taking their own guidance back <laughs> yeah. I agree yeah, I, I like that. I like that. I like what you're doing. Um, well, we've been going about 50, 52 minutes. Uh, we have about eight minutes left. I just figured I'd just offer you the floor to say if there's anything that we haven't shared yet, maybe you could cover it now um, or if, if you have anything. Um, yeah. Um, so... Each and every one of us has got a journey that we need to take um, to discover power of ourselves. Uh, if if we stop with, if you stop with the monkey mind trying to dictate, oh that happened in the past, and have a fear game running through your head, head that it's going to happen again, and you say no more to that. I'm going to start this fresh right here, right now just by knowing that I love and accept every part of myself. One of the biggest lessons that I just learned was I, just even from my own perspective, I need to, to love myself enough to be able to trust the next, next step that I'm going to take. Um, and so self-support is a huge thing here. Um, and when you support who you are and fully acknowledge that every step that you're taking is going towards a better, better environment for yourself, you will be led to that environment. So you won't uh, keep on going back to the fear game of overprotecting. Over and how do we overprotect? We keep on replaying the same story over in our heads just in case it happens again, which actually brings that story in. Um, we, we need to to say no more to that because that's the monkey mind taking over. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm an intuitive counsellor, so that's what I do. Like if someone comes to me, I help guide them on how to connect back to their soul, what story they need to work on and, and move through. Yeah, so. Can I ask you a question? Have you always yeah. been really psychic or did, you, did, you, did your skills build up over time or have you always been psychic? 
Even when I was like four or five years old, I had my first vision um, and my mum shut it down until I left home. But I'd always been very empathic. I could feel everybody's thoughts. It was not easy growing up because uh, it was only when I started to realise that everyone's thoughts, I shouldn't hold on to them and take them, take them personally um, just let them go. If there's any other empath out there, just learn to let go of, the, <laughs> of other I'm people's thoughts. They change all the time. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, so I was a really powerful empath and I also saw things. So psychic, uh, just aware. I, I had a very broad perspective and very connected to my soul right off the bat, understanding what that is. So I saw a different perspective than most people. I talk differently. I think differently. If someone comes to me with a problem, I always come from the energy point of view. I never come from the material point and then try to fix it outside themselves. I always go back to how you really truly feeling and moving through your life. And, yeah, so I'm just different. <laughs> Yeah, and now, the reason why I say I can I can relate to you is because I'm I'm high, I wouldn't say I'm not a full blown psychic, but I'm highly intuitive, and I'm also an empath. So we have I have that in common with you. So I guess I can understand you a little I, a lot. You know, I don't have the ET contact, so a lot of this stuff is like I'm just you know like I'm learning it. You know what I mean? Because like. Yeah. I mean, you're you're very highly spiritually advanced. Like I would say, like I'm I'm not there yet. So like, but I I want to learn. You oh. know. So, yeah, you know. but you are certainly on the right path. And not only that, I actually decided when they told me that I'm the creator of my own reality. I stepped back and went, "What do I want to create? I want to have ET con more ET contact." So I actually asked from my own self to have that. So. Um, you know, we, we are carving our path through what we desire and our passions are or we can carve our own path through our fear. <laughs> so you can have ET contact through fear <laughs> um, and you can have and you can also be a soul that was supposed to have ET contact um, because as before you were born, you had already decided that that was going to be something that was going to wake you up. So I've had that as well. There were specific points where ETs come to me and I've had to have that specific contact to help me wake up even further. But you can actually take the reins and say, okay, I'm creating my own story. I want to have more ET contact from benevolent beings. You could say that for yourself and, and uh, let go of the outcome. Just trust in the universe bringing it to you. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm going to try that. Like, do, do, do you believe in CE5 too? Do you think, or do you, do you, do you believe, do you, do you guys do that there? Um, um, I have been to one or two, but I, I like the funny thing is I love how humanity is expanding their consciousness through trying all these different things out. Meditation and all that is fantastic because it does steal the, the monkey mind. Um, and to be able to, you know, they, I think they do like meditations before and ask them to come in and that's fantastic. But there's still a very uh, logical base. We have to do it specifically this way. And if it's not this way, then it's the wrong way. And if anyone outside of that has contact, uh, we don't want to listen to it. We want to make sure that it's in this way. And in this manner. I felt that that was a bit limiting um, when I went, but that was just my own, my own observation of the one that I went to. Uh, but I, I think it's fantastic that humanity is at least trying all these new things out. You know, it doesn't matter what it is. If we're trying to step outside the box, I think it's fantastic because it's at least leading us to something more and um, try it if, if you desire, you know, go and have a, have a go at it. But, uh, yeah, I'm just cautious about I, I'm, I'm really caught... Uh, yeah, I have a lot of caution around the fact that we have these limited logical, we have to logify, compartmentalize everything, um, where the soul is nothing like that. The soul is in the moment and is trusting, very trusting. Um, it's only love itself. That's what the soul is, just love. 
So there, the only fear games that have been played has been a manipulation of the logical brain into a program to keep us under the belt of a control mechanism. And uh, that that's what we're shifting out of. I hope so. I, 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 I really believe so, though. Well, this has been fascinating. Um, thank you so much for doing this. And, uh, can, yeah. and can you tell everybody where to find you, where to find your YouTube, where to find your, you know, anything you want to promote? Thank you so much. Yeah. So my website is codestoanewreality.com. Um, and I also do intuitive counseling and I've got class classes that happen bi-weekly. Uh, we are opening up gifts like telepathy and telekinesis and all those juicy, juicy things. We're just opening them up. So I channel through information for that and also show a few exercises and stuff that we can do to develop that side of ourselves. Cause that's at least moving us towards taking our power back. Um, so I do those classes and that's all on my website, Codes to a New Reality. Plus I've got my YouTube channel, which is Bobby the Messenger. Um, so if you want to link into that, that has all my videos. I have li literally hundreds and hundreds of videos. Um, yeah, I'm not that well known, but it's it's a process. And I, they keep telling me, you know, literally waiting for the world to to reach my my understanding. So here, here we go. Well, I mean, I really I, I'm, I'm, this too. thank you. I'm, I'm, yeah, oh, no problem. I'm going to post this tonight. Um, or I'll post it. I'll set it up to, to premiere tomorrow. So it'll, it'll, it'll come out tomorrow and I'll send you a link when I post it. I want to make sure I have all your links in the description. Um, I'm, I'll get those all tonight and everything. I have the link to your website and I'll put the link to your YouTube page tonight. Thank you. Okay, no problem. Have a nice night. It was so nice. Or it's day there, right? It's night here. It's, <laughs> it's 10 o'clock at night here. It's it, The time difference always throws me off. 